Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Today on The More You Know, The Better It Tastes, we have Jeremiah Burns. Jeremiah is is the owner of the only peanut butter and jelly sandwich shop in the state of Texas. One of the very few in the entire United States. We're excited to have Jeremiah with us today. And uh, he owns PB&J with Tay. Stand by. This is going to be fun. Welcome to The More You Know, The Better It Tastes, where we explore the backstory to some of the best restaurants and chefs in South Texas. And now, here's your hosts from San Antonio Restaurants, Alan Williams and Susie Lafredo. Hey there, how are you doing today? Fantastic. Susie, how are you? I'm great. I'm great. I'm excited about the interview today. It's going to be fun. Jeremiah Burns is with us. Jeremiah, hi. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for having me. Oh, man. We're excited to have you. So I met you a couple of months ago. You're with PB&J with Tay at 5335 McCullough. And you're a peanut butter and jelly sandwich shop. We are. We opened October of 2019, about four months before all the COVID stuff hit. Oh, that was Um, good timing. It was. It was really (laughs) nice. It was definitely a learning experience. So, uh, yeah, we've been open for almost about three and a half years now. We're going on four years. Wow. That is amazing. That's amazing. Well, we're going to learn why you decided to do that and and some of the things that you have there in the shop. We're going to learn about those. And, uh, you know, this, the, the name of this podcast is The More You Know, The Better It Tastes, because we like to get the backstory and, and learn about you. So uh, just tell us about you. Are, you. are you from San Antonio? Did you grow up here? So I was born in Germany, and uh, we moved here when I was really young. So San Antonio has been my home for at least 40 years now. A military? or uh, my, my, my parents were German. My, grandma, uh, my oh. grandmother, my mother, uh, my mom did marry a military man, which brought us over here. Mm-hmm. And um, like I said, I've been here for 40 years now, 41 years in san antonio is my home i love it yeah that's awesome. cool you speak german i don't i did oh, but wait no i took some german in, in in high school and um you know once you don't use it you lose it so yeah yeah, yeah i hear that well i know that uh you uh, used to be an it guy and, and so you know you went through through school and you ended up going to the university of incarnate word that's uh that's where i got my bachelor's degree nice. from incarnate word yeah. and uh and then so you you got your your degree in IT, and what happened with that? Well, it's actually a degree degree in communications, which can kind of branch out to um, all types of things, um, production, journalism. Um, Got there in 99, played soccer there, um, finished my master's in 2006, went straight into working in uh, telecommunications for Methodist Hospital, um, went straight into the working field, and I worked for Methodist Hospital for about 11 years. Mm -hmm. Um, Once I got laid off there is when I transitioned into being a small business owner, opened a massage therapy shop right out of 
um, about a year later. And then um, a year and a half after that, I opened San Antonio's first peanut butter and jelly shop. Huge transition, <laughs> a lot different. That is uh, a lot different. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. So, so how was it, you know, going from, you know, opening a restaurant? Because I know that's a huge step. Yeah, it's huge. I was uh, very naive walking into the restaurant industry. I'd never done it before. I had worked at Subway when I was a teenager, but never fully understood what it took to open a restaurant, to be in the restaurant industry. And um, I tell people now, I, I joke about it. I think if I knew what it would have taken, I don't know if I would have done it. <laughs> and when I mean naive, like I, I walked down to the city and was like, what do I need? I don't know where to start. And he just gave me a long list of things to do and things to to um, set up, permits, licensing fees, you name it. So um, walking from the corporate world, opening up a massage therapy shop, and then going into something as extensive as opening a restaurant was a huge, huge learning. And then you hit, then you have COVID and you have, you know, all these pivoting points throughout the way that I kind of had to make some adjustments and moves that I never, never would have thought. I, I call it a, a fast track to business 101. Like how do you stay <laughs> open when you're not open? Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of what COVID was for all of us is. And so, um, it was nice to, it was looking back, it was nice to kind of have, have had COVID because I was able to grow gradually instead of just getting entirely swamped by the restaurant business in itself. Mm -hmm. um, but as for now, um, I'm taking to it well. They say it takes, you know, three, four, five years to really settle in. And that's where I feel like I'm at right now is just settling into what I've created and settling into what um, we've we've made and, and kind of... Um, the atmosphere of PB&J with Tay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So cool. And then your other business, you're also a licensed massage therapist, and you have a, a, a massage uh, build, what do you call it, a, a studio? or Yeah, I have a massage shop. I have shop. a hairstylist who rents from me there. So, um, you, you know, he does, he rents one side of the cart, and I do massage therapy. Um, you know, when I, when I came out of Methodist Hospital, I truly was on a mission to find a gift I had, something that I was... Um, that was special. That was for me, helping mm -hmm. people with pain, helping people um, with all all sorts of um, anxiety and stress. And um, it was something that I prayed on. I prayed a lot on it. Just like, what am I here for? Mm -hmm. I'm done with the corporate world. I'm done. What is my gift, and what am I here here for? And I think it led me towards being able to. Um, you know, put my hands on people and be able to find the pain they have and the anxiety and the stress and the things that this world can kind of bring to us. Um, so massage to me is a really personal, um, I have I built great relationships over the five years doing that. Um, and then once I, I, I settled into massage, which happened really fast for me because I truly believe it's where I should be. Um, and so after a year and a half, I was like, man, I need something. I need something a little, you know, wiry, a little fun, a little mm -hmm. well, energetic. It, it's so interesting too, because, you know, as you were talking about the massage therapy and the connection between people. And that's what food is all about as well. Absolutely. So that's yeah. interesting that it led there. So I go from one that's really quiet and has, uh, you know, um, it's quiet and, and, and second by second, and I'm helping people release muscles and tension. And then I walk over to the PB&J shop and I'm like serving them a sandwich on a plate, on an old Corel plate. And both of them make you smile. Both of them go straight to your heart. They're just two different facets that truly kind of balance me out from this quiet massage room to this like, energetic restaurant <laughs> and then I go back and do a massage and end my day and I head home so I do about two massages a day run the restaurant in the middle of the day um and it's a great balance you know that that yeah. is so cool it I is that. I mean, yeah that it is, is a good balance you yeah. start off and then you end but in the middle you get to do something that's uh yeah, absolutely that's really enjoyable well you know I, I know a little bit about you and I know that uh 
you, you obviously it doesn't take long to be around. You know, that you love people. Yeah. It shows. Thank you. It shows. And you have a lot of energy in you and <laughs> yeah. everything. But along the way, you've had some setbacks and some things that, that happened to you during your life that maybe steered you where you're at now. Yeah, there's definitely. And if, if, if you're speaking on just years and years ago, you know, in my 20s, um, I picked up drinking and I was really good at it. As most of my friends started to transition into families and, and, and you know, job life, I continued with that, unfortunately. And um, going into my late 20s, late 30s, I had a, a really, really rough time with alcohol and drinking and addiction. Um, and yeah, so th- that that led me to, um, because I'm so good at, <laughs> good at it, it led me to, uh, you know, a stent and detox where I just woke up one day and I was like, man, you can't keep at this. It's, it's going to lead you to. And I was fully functioning. I had a house and I had a career and I had a master's and you would never have known the the uh, the snowball that, that it that it kind of turned into, and I just woke up one day and I was like, "You got to make a change." And um, I, I cut cold turkey and I checked myself into a, a seven day detox, and um, that was about 2011. And I speak so so broadly of it because it's a person I'm just not just dis- not connected with anymore. Mm-hmm. But I know it was a part of me and it shaped me entirely into um, the person I am and, and and where I am now. So. Uh, you know, and then I, I had a, a rough year in after um, just trying to find myself in the anxiety. And what do I do with all this energy? And who am I? And just what life can throw at you when you've um, you've suppressed so so many years of life and things and feelings and emotions. So they all just start come flooding back. And there's a process in which dealing with that. And if you don't deal with it um, in a proper manner, it could lead you back to other things that aren't as good. So I, I ended up going to a doctor and getting anxiety meds. And we all know those, those are, you know, can be just as bad. Yeah. Broke my collarbone, got on Vicodin. And man, this one happened really fast. Fast forward two years later, I'm on 10 Vicodin, three Xanax, and, you know, 12 oh, pack wow. of Dr. Pepper and a can of snuff. And I was like, I woke up one day and was like, whoa, here I am again. Mm-hmm. And how did this happen so fast? And so, um, same thing. I checked myself into a detox center, and uh, that's called, so admirable that you did that yourself. It's rough, you, man. You, it's a rough go, and it's I'm amazing. A, I'm an all or nothing type of person, and it was easy for me to just say, "You're either going to do it or you're not." And so I walked in, I and I worked at Methodist Hospital still, and I went to the ER director, and I'm like, "I need a room upstairs on Wednesday," and uh, that stent was like the depths of it all like that was real like alcohol was rough but like that was like if you don't do this now you're not gonna make it and man seven days of just misery I mean I couldn't I can't explain it but that that kind of pain and and you know and then you have you're trying to regulate like what do I take instead you have doctors trying to give you more meds and you're Mm -hmm. coming and you're just in this fog and this you bunk and um you know so I went seven days of literally just shaking and sweating and coming off this and so a detox center is different than a than a rehab facility so then like they're just like okay you know you're healthy you're not you're not going to die from this see you later and you just walk out and you're just Mm. like in this world again yes and so I would say it probably took me even though I walked back into my life again um it probably took me about six months to regain some kind of thought I was just standing there. I would be at work and just like the world spinning, the room spinning, you know, don't grab anything just. And then, um, man, that's when the true, true journey started of like, 
if you go back into something again, this isn't good. You're not going to have another chance, right? And so I found yoga and meditation and prayer and quiet time. And just I stopped reaching for things when stuff was uncomfortable. And I, you know, whether it's sugar or whether it's pills or whether it's alcohol, it really doesn't matter. We all just reach for something when we're not comfortable. Right. And so I just started getting comfortable with being uncomfortable and um, started doing Bikram yoga and meditation and really coming to grips with who I am and what I'm doing here and why do I keep falling into this and how do you break this chain of addiction that you know you can't make it if you keep doing it. Mm-hmm. And um, man, I didn't write the book on it, but I followed it. Yeah. And I just went page for page and I went back and reevaluated why I drank in this and I, I got to the root cause of things and I started really, really just um, forming who I wanted to be at the end of this. Mm-hmm. And if I can be that good at something that's bad, how good can I be at something that's good? Wow. And what it did was give me a strong foundation of like gratitude. And um, it gave me a strong foundation of perseverance. And then that's when I was like, yo, you broke something that most people can't even get out of. Mm-hmm. If you can go through that, this world is your playground, go. And now it's like, man, I just follow my heart with anything I do. It's like, oh, massage shop, let's do it. What, peanut butter and jelly guy? Do you want me to go that way? <laughs> and I'm running. And so, you know, people, hey, come do this podcast with us. I'm in. Where do, where do I go, right? Yeah. And so now I just chase this, like, at the end of all this, you need to see how good you can be at whatever you do. And there is. There's something that I, I feel like I not have to prove to myself, but there's something that I know that is deep down inside of me that says, like, Man, you love people. You love what you do. You love your family. You're a carer. You're a giver. You're somebody who helps people with pain. And now it's time for you to look back and hold the hands of the people that need help and give to people who need something. I, I, I make sure at my peanut butter and jelly shop that I give before I do anything, whether it's a sandwich to, to the homeless guy walking down the street or whether it's the person who comes in and says, man, I'm having a rough day. To me, when my heart calls to do it, I just do it. And it doesn't, there's no monetary gain to it. There's nothing involved at all to it. It's just me saying like, man, that made me feel good inside. That's what I have to do right now. And so, yeah, that background really, it, it did take, it did, did play a huge role in, in who I am and what I do now. And um, I don't ever see, see, I see that goalpost moving continuously with me, whether it's PB&J now or massage, you know, where, where is that next step? Where is that next thing I'm supposed to do? As long as it's for the best of the next person in front of me, I'm running with it. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's really awesome. I mean, and, and I guess you have to decide. I mean, I know that, you know, we hear stories a lot about, you know, where somebody's telling somebody, you know, you know, man, you're on the wrong path. You need to do this or whatever. And it doesn't, it, it, it takes longer and longer and longer to pan out until you yourself finally decide, okay, you know what, I've, I've got to do, do this and I've got to deal with it. And getting to the root cause yeah. is the biggest it's the hardest thing. It's huge. But it's, it's huge. Yeah. You know, there were some things I learned along the way that helped me expedite my growth in um, in the addiction process and things like that. Um, I don't like to sit stagnant. And um, I'm a firm believer of, you know, the mind, um, the thoughts that we believe become the, tra- the transition in our life. Mm-hmm. So I like to help people in when they're standing in this place and they don't know where to go. And I'm like, OK, here's the next thing you do. Here's the next thing you do. And how do we how do we transition out of this quicker? Because you could do it in two years. You can do it in three years. Some people do it in 10 years. Yeah. Um, but I, I truly believe you can expedite success and expedite things you do based on the mindset in which you go into something. And if I can help people with that, if they're stuck 
stuck, um, man, it's it's one of the best feelings in the world because they'll come back to you and just say, man, and you'll build long, long-term friendships and relationships because of that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah well, it's all about bringing the world together. I mean, Absolutely. That's, that's, you know, people by person by person. Yeah, yeah. we're all connected somewhere or another yeah. for sure. Absolutely, yeah. And it's so cool that, that you went through all of that and now both of your businesses are about helping people. Absolutely. Yeah, that's yeah. so that's so cool. So I um, timeline wise, were you still at the hospital whenever you were going through this? Or I was, yeah, I yeah. was, and, and 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 you know, I've I've had some friends talk to me like, man, what a what a great place to have been when you were going through that, right? Is and, it? I, I would think it's also very difficult because now it's your coworkers and your boss that you're having to <laughs> to talk to about it. Well, yeah, you know, and, and, and a lot of them are very open to it. I think they understand it. I think, you know, being in, in a hospital when you're having health issues or things like that. Um, so it is. It's humbling. It's um, But in the same sense, it's an opportunity um, to be around people that are willing to help you. Um, and then, yeah, about two years, three years after that is when I found, like, you know what? I got laid off, and that's when I was like, you know what? Maybe maybe that wasn't the place for me. And mm-hmm. that's when I moved into massage therapy and doing the restaurant. So very yeah. good. Well, congratulations on yeah. that. I hey, think thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. Following. I mean, it, it's a, it's an inspiration and it's really motivational as well to continue moving forward with your, I mean, I mean, we've been in the same kind of boat. I mean, Alan came, I mean, I've been an entrepreneur all my life. Uh, and, you know, Alan is new at the whole entrepreneurship and man, jumping in, you know, full force and just going for it and yeah. just deciding, hey, you know what, this, this, let's do this and let's do this and yeah, let's, yeah. let's do that. Terrifying, and but exciting. <laughs> it's yeah. a good way to live. You get these like real peak highs and then lows and they drop off. But it happens to me when the news comes out and they want to do a spot with me and I'm just like amped up and then they leave and I'm like, ooh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to mellow that out. So right. It's more of a hilly road. Yeah. yeah. But it's yeah. fun. So what, so what made you decide um, peanut butter and jelly? What was it that... You know, I was sitting, it, it, I think a lot of entrepreneurs or people who come up with business ideas, they, they, it, it's a simple idea. And it was just literally like, man, we all love peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. It's a comfort food. There's something we grew up on. And I was just sitting in my kitchen one day with my wife and we we're eating a PB&J and I was like, man, we can make a restaurant off this. And I kind of just <laughs> made a joke about it. And then, um, you know, that fell to the wayside. And a few months later, I was like, PB&J with Tay, what do you think? It rhymes with our daughter's name. And we kind of joked about it again. And then she called me one day and was like, you know, there's a couple in the nation and I was like, are we doing this? And that was it. Wow. And the moment, yeah, and it just, it was a, it was, I didn't have any money, you know, I, mm-hmm. but I had the idea mm-hmm. and it was uh, full force from there. And the moment we were in agreement that this is where we were going to move, it was just this lump in my throat, like, you have to do this and you have to be the first one to do it and you have to establish something in San Antonio that's never been done before. And I also wanted to just kind of show that like it, doesn't matter what it is. It could be something as simple as a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. If you do it with passion and love and kindness and made with love, serve with kindness, if you do it in that format, it's going to be good. It's going to work. Yeah. And so, yeah, so we, um, we, um, three months I was, like I said, when I, when I say I was broke, like I, I had the idea and no money. Most people have the money and then find the idea. And, um, man, I just ran with it with the trust and, and being naive, not knowing what it truly costs to open a restaurant. I think sure. it was, I think it was, a. Uh, if you knew you probably wouldn't have done it. I would have been like, what do you mean? I need $40,000. Like, yeah, I was like, I don't have that. And I wouldn't have done it. So it really was like, just go and find the money along the way. So I do a massage and then buy a permit. My wife would work a shift and we'd buy a permit and then we'd, if you know, and, um, 
yeah, it takes a lot of, by the way, it takes a lot of money to open a restaurant. I didn't know that. So, <laughs> so yeah, uh, now that we've kind of settled into it, it took three months because I didn't have a lot of money, didn't have a lot of uh, time to waste. Most of the things in our restaurant, they look rustic and old because they are rustic and old. And I found them on the side of the road or my mom's barn or wherever it was, right? <laughs> and we used it as decor and old chairs and old tables and calling friends. Do you have this? Do you have that? Um, and then before you know it, um, we signed our last health inspection and we opened up. Wow. Yeah, it was well, pretty that's, wild. That's amazing. Well, that, uh, I'm going to hear more about that. And I think this would be a good time to stop for a commercial break. Sure, we can do that. Hey, Susie, I keep hearing all about this San Antonio restaurant goal app. And I know it's a wonderful thing, but tell me more. Oh my gosh. It is, I have to say, it is the best club out there. If you're a foodie, <laughs> if you like to eat, if you like to go to restaurants, then this is the club that you need to join. So we've actually teamed up with local restaurants around San Antonio. Local restaurants is where you're going to find the love and the passion and all mm -hmm. of the good stuff that comes with what you're being served. You have the scratch kitchens, you know, many of them are chef driven. It, it's just, it's where you need to go. And it helps the local economy when you eat local. And I know a lot of people are nervous because, you know, you're thinking, man, I'd love to eat local, but I don't know where to go. Know where to go. I, I don't mean, know what to order, yeah, yeah, what's yeah, good, yeah. What's, which one's good. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we have taken all the guesswork out and we've actually partnered with at this point about 75 plus restaurants. Um, and we have new ones that are being added all the time. But these are restaurants that we have been to. These are restaurants that we stand behind. These are restaurants that our group has actually buzzed about and said, mm -hmm. you need to go here. Um, the restaurants do not pay to be involved. That's in important the, people really, to know. It yeah. really is. Yeah. Because I mean, these are restaurants we truly love mm -hmm. and that's why they're gold approved is because we love these restaurants. So we already know that when you go, you're going to have a great experience. You're going to eat some great food. Well, anyhow, so we have deemed these restaurants as gold approved mm -hmm. and then the restaurants actually turned around. And if you're a gold club member, you can go into that restaurant and you can receive an amazing perk so you can receive a discount on your food in some cases you can receive a buy one get one free you can receive um, for example if you go in and buy two entrees you can receive a free appetizer just things that are special because you are a vip gold club member That's and right. it's only eight dollars and 88 cents to be a member mm -hmm. and you can actually go to as many restaurants as you want that mm -hmm. are involved in the gold club um, and during the month and i think right now there's about 75 Heading towards 80 quickly because we're adding new restaurants all the Absolutely. time. But there's and, about 75 restaurants right now. Easily, easily over $1,000 worth of savings in the Gold Club. So oh, it's a lot of savings in there. Yeah, so you could go out to eat pretty much all the time and you can save money when you go out to eat. And it's really, really simple to join. So mm -hmm. you, all you have to do is go to the App Store. It's either the Google Play or the App Store if you have an Apple phone. Just type in San Antonio Restaurants and then download the app. It's a free app. The app is really cool. It's a resource in itself because you can find our podcast our magazine um, there's a foodie map there's all kinds of you can all of our different um, Facebook groups and all that good stuff are all on there but then you can join the gold club right there in the app and then anytime you want to use it you just pull out your phone scroll through decide what restaurant you want to go to pull up the perk that you want to use and then go in and enjoy yourself and save some money or get something free and yeah, yeah it's and then and then not only that once you're a gold club member you also get invited to some special events that are really cool some maybe really a, cool a grand events. opening that only gold club members are invited to or just a special night yeah. to honor a gold club members. so Absolutely. there's lots of things like that soon there'll be some classes possibly yes uh, from different restaurants so yep. lots of good things to do if you're a gold member yes. only, and 
888 a month. I mean, people, people spend that for one cup of coffee exactly. sometimes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, you'll, you'll literally make that money back the very first time you use the app. Yeah. Well, that's so. fantastic. And eat local. And eat local. There you right. go. All right. Thank you. You convinced me. I'm going to join. Join. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. We were with Jeremiah Burns of PB&J with Tay. And so uh, you kind of mentioned it earlier. Tay uh, is your daughter, but it's also your wife's name, right? Yeah, it's, Taylor. Yeah. So that's pretty cool that, that uh, you got them both covered in, in that. So I don't know where you're doing the massage therapy thing. And you're... Uh, PB&J with Tay is at 5335 McCullough. It's in the yard there in Alma's Park, which is the shopping center that has the train cars. Yes, sir. And at one end of it, the train car is where you have your massage therapist. For I do. I'm on, I'm on the opposite ends. I have my train card on one side um, where I do massages. And on the completely other side, on, on the second floor, right above Newbies, um, is where we have our PB&J restaurant. So I yeah. go back and forth. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. So it's on the second floor. As soon as you pull into the parking lot, it's right there. The new, there's one other two-story building in there. But uh, yeah, you're right there. And when you go, you've got, what, about 14 or 15 different sandwiches with different combinations of peanut butter or Nutella or... Yeah, so we, uh, we created uh, 12 signature sandwiches. I'm always creating new ones, just putting them on special for a week or not. Um, but we branch out. We have anywhere between bacon, bananas, walnuts, jalapeno jellies. Um, I, I kind of do this everything's bigger in Texas kind of concept where we have um, uh, double deckers. Um, we do classics as well with two bread, but we have double deckers. Um, and we keep it really simple. Um, it's a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, um, kind of heightened on a Corel plate, comes with a side of classic Lay's. And then we do coffee, water, milk, tea, and almond milk. Nothing, uh, nothing too much. And you just truly just embrace the, the time you're in there. You feel like you're at home, um, sitting at grandma's house, enjoying a peanut butter and jelly with a big mason jar glass of milk. So Yeah, it's, it's really neat. You know, before I ever went to your restaurant, I kind of assumed, well, it's a kind of a kid's place. Yeah. But then whenever you go there, I see one adult after yeah, another. Yeah, yeah. One, I mean, it's a busy trickle of people coming in to get their sandwich. So I think my, my when I first opened, I felt like my um, demographics would be kids. And, and I felt and, and I think I felt like that because I ate it as a kid. Mm. And then I realized like, yo, man, you're, you know, 35, 40 years old, like you still eat them. And so what happened is it kind of transitioned over time is you have these adults who come in. And, and I mean, every single person that comes and has a story about I used to eat it when I used after snack or you know after school snack or you know I, I got one of these in my lunch every day and so adults seem to be the ones that are taking to it more and I think a lot of the reason too is because you know the kids aren't branching out with bacon and egg and jalapeno jelly yeah like getting they fancy just, <laughs> yeah they just want the basic pb and j so what I've turned towards is that this is more of like that bringing in the, the older adult, the nostalgia. I mean, anywhere from 20 to 60, 70, I have, you know, a, a group of older people that come into and they're like, man, I was just raised on this sandwich and I love I love what you've done here. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's something that kind of transitioned over time. Um, but, man, we I do love when the kids come in, man. They just run around in the shop and they cause you hear the, the kids laughing and the parents having a good time. And that's the best part about the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. And I, and then I've seen most of your sandwiches, I guess you can do it without, but most of them are also grilled. Yeah. So we grill most of our sandwiches and and usually, you know, like I said, back to the kids, we, you know, they don't like it grilled. They just want the basic, Mm -hmm. uh, 
you know, sandwich white bread. But um, yeah, we grill our sandwiches, and um, you know, they come with that sweet and salty side of ch- side of chips, and it's it's that simple, and mm-hmm. it's and it's working. <laughs> well, I don't know about simple. I mean, uh, you know, we talked before, you and you say I'm not a chef in any way, but you yeah. make good sandwiches. But you have a sandwich called the kitchen sink. I do, which- and it's been a staple in our. I'm, I'm, it's been a staple in our restaurant. It was actually featured on Elders Eats about a month after we opened. He came in. And um, he does Texas Eats, goes around Texas. And, sure, and, and yeah, David out. Elder's yeah. awesome, yeah. He's a great guy. And um, he was the one that kind of helped me see what I was creating because still at that point, I didn't really know my concept. I just knew people love peanut butter and jelly. So I open up, David Elders comes in and he walks in and he's just like, hey, give me the biggest sandwich you have. And I was like, the kitchen sink, everything's on it but the kitchen sink. And, um, you know, I created this sandwich and he actually does the whole shoot and then, um, until I watched his video, that's when I truly was mm. going like, that's what I'm doing here. Wow, that's Everything's cool. bigger in Texas, Texas toast, crunchy bacon, right? And it was like, oh my gosh. So he kind of helped me visualize. I was running so fast and he came like, I think I opened October. He came like November. Mm. And so to have somebody of his stature walk in and, um, man, I'll tell you one of the most, one of the most like humbling experiences when he like took a bite and he turns around and he was like, man, I'm glad you're not a bust. And I was like, dude, I am too. And I was like, you really like, and I was like, you really liked it, dude? And he was like, yeah, man, I really did like it. And he was like, what else do you have? And so like, I just locked in. I didn't have money for marketing and advertising. I just locked in in that video scene, like 700,000 views. Now it gets shared all the time. But yeah. the kitchen sink has been a staple in our restaurant um, for so long because it's just this monstrous sandwich with so much stuff on it. And you put yeah. together a lot of different kinds of flavors. I mean, yeah. it's interesting, you yeah. know, what peanut butter and jelly will actually pair with. But I know recently, yeah. I, I, I remember seeing, I remember which show it was on but you had a chicken in there as well so we did a uh, we did I, I love reaching out to other restaurants and any kind of collaboration i can do with any restaurant so the chicken one was actually crazy katsu they're in the same shopping center as me phil um he's a great dude great family sure, um, he's been on this podcast yeah, oh yes, nice yeah. yeah yeah so he's um I, we him and i reached out to each other he's like dude what about a peanut butter and jelly chicken sandwich and i was like mm-hmm. I'm down. So we did a uh, we did a fried chicken sandwich with bacon, strawberry jalapeno, and peanut butter, and it and it turned out amazing. We had a huge, uh, huge turnout. We did some sliders, um, but yeah. So that was that was probably the furthest we branched out. But it wasn't in the restaurant. It was actually at his. And um, man, it, it turned out to like, hey, let's just you know do a small collab to like a kitchen takeover. And I was yeah. in the back like slinging sandwiches and stuff with his people. And he just has a great restaurant, great concept. And I'm hooked on his sandwiches. We should get him hooked up with uh, Alan White at Sophia's Pizza because he likes to make different pizzas with all kinds yeah. of stuff. I bet you we could do something with the uh, peanut so butter. So I don't know if you've been to Mars Pizza. It's a family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's another great pizza place. Yeah. So we did. Uh, they they reached out to us during COVID, right around 2020. 21 um and we did a pb and j with tay explosion where we did the peanut butter and strawberry drizzle on their pizza that's awesome and it turned out well yeah it was really good so wow well to prove that people are liking what you're doing uh i i looked on the google reviews Susie, he's got 178 reviews 175 wow. have five stars that's amazing yeah that's, that's really awesome it's incredible well and i was gonna I, I was actually thinking along the exact same lines and i was thinking in our group i mean you get a ton of interaction or people talking about uh, you know posting their photos and talking about how, what an amazing time they had and how good the food was and people always seem so happy yeah. um their reviews are always so happy yeah yeah. I kind of get emotional about it because I, I know how I, I read, I look at other uh, restaurants and I know how um, how tough it is to, to get a five-star review. Everything has to be perfection every mm-hmm. single time you do it. Um, 
And when you look at some of our reviews, it's it's not about the sandwich. It's about the feeling they got when they eat the sandwich, whether it's like, man, my, you know, my grandmother used to use these plates and, you know, she passed away or, um, you know, this reminded me of when I was a kid. Um, and 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 I, I really do thrive off of those. We have, you know, I think we're at 4.9. And, you know, when you read other restaurants, it's so tough um, to make everybody's experience be um, a five star because mm-hmm. it, it's it, it's an array of things, whether it's um, the service or the, the the quality or how quick the food came out or what the pricing is. And everybody, you know, you put yourself out there um, for people's opinions. And when, when they come back, um, they truly, to us restaurant owners, mean a lot. Sure. Um, I'll tell you, if you could do one thing when you go to restaurants and leave is just, you know, give them some feedback. Let them know what they can change, what they can't, how to fix it, how to move quicker in the in the service industry. Because we do take every single thing that people say yeah. to mm-hmm. heart and we listen to yeah, it. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, I think that that's, we, we hear that all the time, you know, at a restaurant. I mean, yeah, you're putting your, you're putting everything out there. I didn't realize that when I opened. Yeah. Like I was literally putting myself out there for sure. everyone to have an opinion about mm-hmm. me and what I created yeah. and this dream I came up with. Mm-hmm. And at first I was like, my heart sank when I you get that first review that you're just like, oh no, yeah. right? And then yeah. so you talk to other business owners, they're like, man, let it roll, let yeah. it roll, keep going, just yeah. wait. And um, you know, to see that that you know that to strive for perfection of five stars every single time you come in, to try to rearrange the 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 the, the conversation and what people um the. Have when they walk into the door, it's a it's a tough go. Yeah, and some people come in just having a bad day in general. It may not be you, and so my goal is to read that quickly Mm -hmm. and say like, "Hey, I know you're having a rough go, but I'm here for you." And here's a sandwich on us, or "Hey, you know." So they walk out going like, "Man, I had a bad day, but wow, what was that?" Yeah, that's cool. And that's exactly what I try to do. And it's it's probably one of the main reasons why I'm the only one who works there. For the last four years, I haven't had an employee or because I truly do want to be the one um, that dictates everything that comes in and out of that restaurant for now mm-hmm. as we start to grow um, and develop a, um, something that hasn't been done before like this. Yeah. 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 And I think it's important to have to, to you know, I know that you, you, you do have to let sometimes some of those slide, because, yeah. you know, yeah. but having said that, you know, really caring about it and, and it, it just makes you better. I mean, we've had some pretty major chefs, you know, tell us that, you know, regardless of how many James Beard, you know, nominations yeah. I've had, regardless yeah. of whatever, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Every single, anytime something yeah. negative comes in, it, it, it just hits you. Yeah. You know? yeah. And it's <laughs> like, man, that one time the mashed potatoes were cold. Right. Right. Just couldn't <laughs> get, yeah. Yeah. And it happened to be someone, but now I get it. And y'all have had some really heavy hitters here. I'm actually humbled to be sitting in this seat. Um, you know, from, from Greg over at Bobby's Cafe. They've been in for years. And I, I truly am kind of taken back as to what this restaurant has brought to the forefront because, man, even, even you know, our friends over at Jerk Shack, like, man, when I see your podcast mm-hmm. and yeah. who you brought on, I honestly, like, uh, yeah, I'm humbled to be sitting in this chair, you know, speaking in, 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 in a concept like some of those people who are high-end chefs. So no, thank you. I, I get it. And we're humbled, too, that they mm-hmm. that, that we get such you yeah, know, great yeah. people. But, you know, that's something we've learned being in this business is, is that the people in the local restaurant industry, in San Antonio at least, are some of the best people around. Yeah. Unbelievable. Wonderful. I mean, they are. They yeah. truly are. And, I've, and I am. I've been embraced by so many of them. I, th- I ran into the um, woman, man, I forget her name, but the woman from Jerk Shack, uh, N- Nicola. 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 Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. man. 
and um, I recognized her at the Pearl uh-huh. from like miles away, yeah. and I just ran over to her, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, hey, yo, I'm a fan of yours. Like, I was this like fanboy, and she was like, oh my god, PB and J, I saw your podcast. And, oh, like, cool. yeah, and she was oh, like, so let cool. me buy you a meal, and like that experience was just like, man, this, she knows me, I know her, and I yeah. was like, can I just get a hug? Yeah, she was so awesome, <laughs> and so they are. They're you know even Phil over at over at Crazy Katsu, like I watched him. I drove back and forth from my restaurant and my massage shop watching him build that shop for a year yeah. and adding more stuff and a sign and this and that. And I'm just in my head, I'm like, you know, we tally up like yeah, that cost buddy, that cost buddy. I know, dude. And so I watched him for a year open it. He had one of the most successful openings I've ever seen. Oh, it's amazing. It was yeah. w- wild. And um, man, he's I'm a fan of him. And I, I, I hope the best for him. He's such a good dude. Him and his family, his little kids come out. And I bring my kid over to his shop. Um, but yes, everybody's just so welcoming. Yeah, and I think that uh, that's the sentiment. In fact, you know, I know you're talking about you know Phil and Jessica, but they they said the same thing. Um, I mean, they you know really just sung your praises as well. Oh, you man. know about how yeah. you know amazing you are and just what you're doing there, yeah. and you know everybody really in that center and how everyone helps each other and is always has each other's back, and it's just really cool to see. And we hear that a lot um, across the industry. It's yeah. the common ground. Mm-hmm. It's the common ground of we know how how. Um, intricate is how, how um, rough it is doing something in this industry and Phil will send me reviews man look at this one I got and I'm like hey man you gotta let it go so we do we go back and forth and it's this common ground of like man we're in this together yeah. how can I help mm-hmm. and and a lot of a lot of us restaurants especially when we're so close in the same proximity a lot of us restaurants will reach out and just see how can we can so do you feel as though your um, corporate background has helped you in reference to running a restaurant Ooh, it's such a different experience. I think what it made, I think it, uh, it's, it's just not, you the got same. him Susie. You did. You did. Yeah. I like the question yeah, because yeah. it's not the same at all. It's like, okay, clock in, clock out, clock in, clock yeah. out. You can go to lunch. You can't go to lunch. You can, I have a vacation. Can I not? And this other side is like, man, this is my pride and joy. My family's mm-hmm. name is on this sign and I have to go in because I yeah. want to, or because I have to, not because I want to. And so like, it is. And, and then like, here's a paycheck. And over here, you're like, I don't even know if I'm going to get paid for the next two months. And, <laughs> and so like, I don't know if they have anything to do with each other at all. I mean, obviously structure and getting up and, and, and showing up for yourself. But I'm telling you, if I'm going to show up for somebody else for 11 years, I'm definitely going to show up for myself every single day. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but I've always been that person. I, I mean, you know, playing soccer in college and going to classes and you have something to do. And so I think that I, uh, I've transitioned, you know, um, of more wanting to go to work instead of having to go to work from corporate. Um, and then, you know, um, doing things because I'm supposed to and not because I want to in my own shop in itself. Sure. But there's a huge, huge, it's just a, a completely night and day. Um, but, I, you know, you, you learn stuff all the time. You learn, I don't, I don't believe I learned how to run a business through my corporate. It was completely mm-hmm. different. But I believe you, you learn that... <clears throat> maybe you don't ever want to go back to corporate again. Yeah. Right. I think you learn, um, that you don't burn bridges no matter where you go, because I still keep in touch with a lot. Like I I just hired a massage therapist and she came from Methodist hospital. Now she's a massage therapist. Hmm. And now she, she works with me at my shop. The guy who, um, rents my kitchen, he bakes cupcakes better than flowers. Essay He's amazing man. He was my boss 15 years ago at Methodist. He came to me and said, what do you think about my concept? I said, run out my kitchen when I'm not here. So yeah, so he, uh, 
um, I, I think that building those relationships, but I don't know if there's any kind of like common ground that I can learn right, from. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I, I, and you're right. The building of the relationships is so important. It's such a, it's just the biggest part of, of everything, you know, is, is having those relationships that you build. I mean, because other than that, it's just a job and it's just mm-hmm. a, it's, it's just money outside yeah. of, of what we gain in, in the, in the experience itself. That's the most important part, right? Yeah, and I was just saying, if you're lucky enough to do something that you're passionate about and you're excited about, and like you said, that your name is on and it's all yours, I mean, yeah, you, you're it's it's just a whole different scene and a whole different feeling. All in, one hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, this has been a lot of fun and really uh, educational. It's yeah, really cool. It's one really thing good. we didn't touch on is your your uh, scores, your health scores. Uh, at the restaurant, 100%. Yeah, we do. We um, we are, I think we're like five or six in a row at 100% when it comes to health score. Um, I, I have to give credit to my mother on that. If I didn't get that, she'd be whooping me, man. <laughs> um, but she, I, I, there's a, there's something inside of me, I, you know, whether they, you know, whether it's obsessive compulsive or cleanliness or um, everything has to be kind of in line all the time. Um, that that truly plays a role when it comes to health inspection. My concept's super easy, so there's not a lot to kind of mess up. We don't, you know. But, um, yeah, when it comes to cleanliness, customers, people, everybody, they want to see it. Um, nobody mm-hmm. wants to go into a restaurant like that. So I, t- I take pride in that, too. And, hey, man, if you're not going to do anything to 100%, you might as well not do it. <laughs> That's yeah. how I see it. So. That's yeah. true. That's true. Well, yeah. folks, now you see why PB&J Wate is a gold-approved restaurant. Absolutely. And uh, they have some great gold uh, perks. Uh, they have several different perks. They have one, when you buy any sandwich, you get a free drink. And so that's that's also, is, it's any drink, I think, right? Yeah, anyone you like. Yeah, yeah. $5 off your bill. And so when you're buying a, a if it's just a single sandwich, that's, that's a lot. That's, that's a almost, lot, yeah. that's half price. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Uh, and then also you have another perk that's 10% off the total bill, and that's good for your entire table, everyone you bring there. Yeah, and we just had our first gold, gold member. I was so excited. Yay. She came in, yeah. Oh, wonderful. And she's, man, she uses y'all's, uh, y'all's application a lot. She's like, man. And um, and she was telling me about other restaurants she goes to, too. So we had her come in first. I was so excited just to give her, you know, the discount. But, yeah, we had our first one come in, and it looks like it's a it's a great deal. I would ex- I would uh, in- encourage anybody to jump on there. You know, you're up to 75 restaurants, and some of the best restaurants in this town are oh, on that list. That is For true. Sure. That yeah. is true. Great. I agree with you there well jeremiah <laughs> this has been fun thank you for coming in today yeah I'm thank, thank you, you so much, much. Yeah. it was really awesome yeah. Yeah. yeah great one so all right Susie. so we're gonna be back next week with yep. some more uh the more you know the better it tastes absolutely and yeah yeah we'll have uh, another guest so until then we'll see you bye guys bye have jeremiah a have a blessed day thank you